Hello, everybody. This is Ted, and this is the Motorcycle Men Podcast, and you're listening to episode number 61. I'm here solo at the V-Twin Cafe here in the corner booth. Uh, it's because I got a really nice interview coming up with Ken Blanchard. You're going to listen to that in a moment. We're going to get together with him. Uh, also, uh, I want to reach out and thank uh, Chuck Helbronner, who is our uh, a new Patreon subscriber uh, to the show. Uh, he uh, joined the $5 level. Uh, thanks a lot, Chuck. Uh, that's going to go a long way to help the help the podcast out and uh, hopefully bring you some new content soon. Uh, we're going to be getting out some new stickers uh, very shortly. We're waiting for that from our friends at uh, Stuck Up Sticker Company here in Tom's River, New Jersey. They're going to be sending us brand new stickers. Uh, plus, we're going to be moving on to some really cool stuff, uh, hopefully live streaming soon. And we do have a really cool episode coming up um, it's our Thanksgiving episode where we're going to have the entire Motorcycle Men family uh, to join everybody. But anyway, so um, let's uh, move on. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, Woody. Woody is actually missing in action. We have no idea where he is. We, I haven't heard hide nor hair of Woody in about two weeks. So he is somewhere in the UK. Last I heard, he was on his way to Ireland or somewhere up there, but we don't know where he is. So, <laughs> well, we're a little concerned. So, if you know where Woody is, <laughs> or if you have any contact with anybody who knows where Woody is, by all means, please send us an email at motorcyclemen. Um, uh, sorry, motomenpc at gmail dot com. Uh, and you can also uh, visit us on our website, which is moto, MotorcycleMen.us. And, of course, on Facebook, it's MotorcycleMen Podcast. And you can check us out uh, also on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, we're gonna be got, we got some videos coming up. Actually, we're going to have a, uh, a video of the, of the TomTom Bandit action camera. Uh, that's going to be in video format. And also it's sort of a video podcast almost. Uh, but we're, we have to. We have some equipment upgrades that we're working on right now, and that is holding up a lot of things that we're trying to get done. So, in the meantime, we're going to continue as we are, and we're coming into the great holiday season. So, but first, we're going to we're going to speak with Ken Blanchard, joining me now here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast, all the way from the lovely state of Maryland, is Ken Blanchard, uh, author of Black Man with a Gun. Also, he is, well, you got a whole bunch of stuff going on, don't you, Ken? Yeah, it keeps me off the street. I have to do that. <laughs> so, you now, you you have High Capacity Magazine, which is a, was a, which is a, as a website, uh, as a podcast also, or is that just a website? Just a website. For okay, right and now. then you have com, Blanchard yep. Outdoors, and then Blanchard.media. And you also, you are doing a podcast also, aren't you? Yep, Black Man with the Gun Show. That's right. And then you were the host of Motorcycle Radio Podcast for a while. Yeah, I got personality disorder. And, <laughs> and, and podcasting helps me. This is true. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself and when you got interested in motorcycles. We, I do know you were a rider. Yes, yes. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about that. I have always liked motorcycles, and I think it goes back to being a little guy. Um, I remember my mother leaving me at my grandmother, and this cool guy would come and visit me during my summer breaks. And he had his green Honda chopper 
Honda 750, and uh, the thing had metal flaked and it had a loud muffler on it and or no muffler. And he'd come <laughs> hauling down this dirt road and there's a spewing dirt and dust. And he'd get off and he had these um, Ray-Ban glasses on and the shirt sleeves was rolled up. And I thought, this is the coolest dude in the planet. And uh, one day, I'm going to ride a motorcycle too. Yeah. Uh, when I was about nine, I found out that cool guy that was visiting me every summer at my grandmother's was actually my father. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I know, wow, right? surprise. And, and uh, I thought, how cool is that? Because here's a guy who everything he does I thought was the coolest thing in the world. And um, why do y'all guys hide this from me? And of course, my grandmother thought, he's a gangster. You don't want to. We're, we're good church, church-fearing people. And them Blanchers, they're just no good. And I thought, wow, no wow. pressure. No pressure. No, none whatsoever. So I thought, all right, Grandma, I'm going to fool you. I'm going to change my name as soon as I get old enough. Um, so from that point on, I think every Christmas when I got home, I begged for a mini bike um, up until I was 15. And my stepfather and my mother got into a big argument about not college, but high school. How was I getting to high school? I went to a high school that was a good 15 miles on the really? other side of town. Wow. And uh, I did it on purpose because there, there was a school, a stone's throw from my door. But <laughs> my, na- my neighborhood had nothing but just losers in it. I mean, just criminals and thugs. And I wanted to go somewhere where I could actually get education and nobody would know me as little Kenny and um, I could just be somebody else. So uh, I found this school that had NJROTC and that was a good enough reason to there get me transferred, but I had to get there. Right. And, uh, and my my father said, um, "I'll get him any kind of car he wants." And I thought, "Wow, how about I get a motorcycle?" <laughs> Absolutely not. Aww. My mother went crazy, right? And my father said, "I'd do it if I want to." And I got right in the middle of that argument and won. Oh, did you really? Yeah. So oh, my first vehicle to school was a CB three hundred and fifty. Good for you. Awesome. And uh, I, I just thought I was just too cool because I had a little I had a little orange motorcycle. Yeah. And I used to ride when it wasn't snow on the ground, and uh, it was cold because there was no Gore-Tex back then. Oh no, God! Uh, I had a snowmobile suit that oh, yeah, probably as thick as a, a jumper you would get for watching television these days. <laughs> yeah. I like the froze coming oh, and going. God. But, but I didn't care because I made up for it from May till June. I was cool. I mean, back then riding gear was like denim. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no DOT helmet. No. I think my like that of uh, <laughs> Didn't that, Ma- Does Maryland have a helmet law? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, back then, it did too. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. But the, but it's just all the cool stuff. All the cool people had motorcycles, and here's here's a part that really messed me up. I used to just follow up behind other motorcyclists. You know how like if you're riding, yeah, you just, you guys. Yeah. We had a group of the pagans, <laughs> uh, motorcycle club, <laughs> but in between my house and my high school. Yeah. And I thought they were just too cool. They would come out and throw a board on the steps, and they would just all come riding out of their out of their um, house. Um, I didn't know until I became a cop later on that they were a dangerous motorcycle gang. Um, you just thought they were cool guys on motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, and I saw my whole life. So I used to go to the club they went to. We had like a little um, strip bar in the middle of town. Yeah. And, and they had pinball machines. So I used to go in there because I was bad. I had a, I had a CB350, and um, I would I was walk in there. Like I was uh, a Texan, and uh, and play pinball. I really didn't look at the ladies because they were really really ugly. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was just being bad, you know. Yeah, I'm tough. I'm tough. And uh, when I became a lifeguard, my first job at this apartment complex, a couple of them actually lived there. So these guys would come out all tatted up and raggedy jeans. I was probably just their mascot. I mean, <laughs> I had no idea the threat of danger that I was in. 
from being with these guys. But um, that was my my initial motorcycle thing. And then when I went into the Marine Corps, um, my first vehicle in California was a uh, Yamaha 850. There you go, moving up. I, I, I thought, yeah, I'm gonna get this bike. And I'm gonna ride across the country with this thing. <laughs> and I, I waited until I got transferred to Quantico. Did you really? Wow. And rode from Camp Pendleton to Quantico. Thinking, yeah, this is to give me like more days of leave, and I can see the country before I go overseas. I had a whole plan. Yeah, so, I actually did it. Four days, beautiful no kidding, ride. Really? How many miles yeah. was that? Probably a good twenty nine hundred or something like really? that. Really? <laughs> wow! And the bike was so cool the whole way, right? Yeah. The only oh, time wow. they sputtered was in the mountains of like Arkansas and North Carolina. No kidding. The altitude got to it. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Holy it was crap. a three a three cylinder back then. Yeah. And uh, I saw my first tornado. <laughs> Probably your last tornado, right? Yeah, that was a that was a mistake. I'm, <laughs> I'm on this highway. It's just me and this, this big truck. Yeah. And we're just flying down Route 40, and the sky got dark, and everything got really quiet. I could actually hear my bike. And uh, I pulled up to the trucker, and I said, hey, man, what's happening out here? He goes, man, you might want to get into a hotel somewhere. There's a big tornado storm coming. And I was like, okay. So he takes off. He, he puts a pedal to the metal. He's gone. Yeah. And... I'm like, okay, let me speed up a little bit. Turn the radio on, and the radio got nothing. It was just nothing out there. And uh, I saw cows laying down. I never saw that before. They actually started, like, getting down on all fours. That was like a clue in detective work. (laughs) Something was about to happen. And then all of a sudden, I got hit with, like, a burst of wind like nobody's business. Almost took me off my bike. And uh, it just kept increasing to the point where um, sticks were hitting me and limbs and (laughs) <laughs> I had to I had to lean off my bike like I was doing um, a curve on in you know on a racetrack to stay on the thing and I was the only thing on the road flying I had the thing wide open I was like I'm gonna make it to an open hotel somewhere I passed the Stucky sign and the pecans and the same stuff you see on the on the highway now that stuff hadn't changed yeah and, and I found a a motel that had all the doors open all the windows open and uh, I rode right into the lobby <laughs> and they're like get out of here with that bike and I thought. No. It's a storm. They're like, yeah, we know you, fool. So I, I got out and parked it, and I was so exhausted, I passed out in the bathtub <laughs> in my room. Yeah. Woke up, the water was cold. Storm had passed. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you, you, so you got this real broad horizon going on. You got all of these media outlets that you're doing. You got your book and all these, you know, Blanchard Outdoors, Blanchard Media, your, your, your website. D- tell us what all the they're all about. Okay. Um, what, what happened was I discovered that podcasting allowed me to reach out and talk to people uh, with a specific niche. And because I love this medium so much, I wanted to kind of do like Ted Turner did with CNN and TBS. Um, just create your own channels and just just go for it. I mean, right now it's still the wild, wild west Oh yeah, for the, for the internet and stuff. So I thought if I could just maintain um, some, some real estate and get a following... I'll be all right. Well, the bad news was everything I did succeeded. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing, right? Yeah. I could not maintain all that stuff. I had motorcycle stuff that I was doing, and I couldn't do it as much as I wanted to because to be really, really good, I would like have to travel to um, to events and hang out with sport bikers and Harley b- riders and just mm-hmm. all the, yeah. the cacophony of us that's out there. And I had a job. Um, and I had other podcasts, so that wasn't my only focus. Yeah. And the thing was, I was having such a good time, but I couldn't do it all. It, it was like being um, 
dating a girl and then having like three or four chicks on the side. It, it was just being unfaithful. <laughs> and eventually something's going to get you beat up, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I would try a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, and they all were working really, really well. And I decided to um, just recently to let some of them go. And uh, now everything that's outdoorsy, probably minus motorcycling, is on blackmanwithagun.com. Wow. And I've had that site since 1999. Um, didn't know anything about SEO. I was just trying to sell my book and be a gun rights activist. Right. Um, I've made like a billion changes to it over time. But after the podcast, the podcast I started nine years ago this month, and um, I learned so much about podcasting from that. And I almost quit. I was getting ready to say, all right, after I'm getting my 500th episode, I'm going to let it, let it all go. Really? Um, 500? I, yeah, you had over 500 episodes, really? No, I got, I got, I'll be have 500 on the second week of December. No kidding. That's fantastic. That's congratulations to you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to get that far. <laughs> but I was thinking, ah, it's not doing anything. Podcast is not helping me nowhere. And then I spoke at a conference just recently, um, DC PodFest. And I was listening to the guy from Lipson, the host guy, and yeah. a couple of the professional people that own businesses and, and realized I was in the top 3% of podcasts. Really? Wow. Yeah. Look at you. And I had no clue. I mean, I thought, yeah, everybody got the same number as I got. It was like, nope. Wow. So I thought, all right, maybe it's inflated. So let me let me ask this guy who's who's uh, with Lipson. Yeah. Can you go in the back door and see if I'm just bragging or this is a real deal? And he was like, nope. This is this your numbers right here. I was like, no, nah, I can't stop now. <laughs> no, no, not with those kind of numbers. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm about to break. So, uh, Now, do you know kind of what your listenership is? Um, Yeah, I have. Um, Man, that thing is a whole different story, too. Yeah. Um, oh, I started yeah. off as a gun rights activist, and I was working for the NRA, Second Amendment Foundation, Cato Institute, Gun Rights Policy Conference, and Law Enforcement Alliance of America, a whole bunch of pro-gun groups. Mm-hmm. And when that ended, getting the concealed carry thing started across the country, I wanted to connect and still be able to talk to people. Right. So I started this thing. But I thought being a person of color, I would um, attract more black people. I'd be the urban shooter. Talking about the you know, trials and tribulations of an African-American gun owner. Man, they don't listen to me at all. Uh-huh. Um, well, geez, my my you- audience is wealthy 45 to 75 master's degree white men um, that own their own businesses. Really? Yeah. It's like a really... See, I would think that because because you are this NRA activist that you would attract pretty much just anybody, you know, from from a Billy Bob up, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're they're there. Yeah. But there's there's a big chunk, man, that's... No um, kidding. That's just... They got money. Wow. And I, I know that for a fact because in my early years... Um, I caught a virus. I had a um, a PC that looked like the Borg. I had all kind of wires and stuff coming off that thing, <laughs> hooked to my mixer, and I was trying to get a good sound with a bad microphone from a game, and a virus took me out. Oh, really? So one day when the thing was barely working, I squeaked out a help message. I was basically saying, no, if anybody got a couple of shekels, you can throw my way. Uh-huh. Um, help, me, help me fix this thing up. Um, next thing I know, I had a whole studio. Wow good for you apple, apple gear <laughs> really yeah so i thought all right let me look at this thing a little differently now yeah. <laughs> so uh through trial and error yeah. um, and then when i go out to nra meetings and, and functions the, 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 to see the real people yeah. the successful people i mean they're like they own 
you know, gun companies or they own they own the stuff that I'm trying to get into. Yeah. And they're like, hey, man, I really liked your show. And I thought, you listen to it? And they're like, yeah, you make me laugh. And I was like, wow, <laughs> get out of Dodge. And that's, that's been the, the slow roll of it. Um, yeah. And then I thought nobody cares because, again, I'm, I'm like my own worst enemy. Um, everybody does this. I don't have a range to shoot at. I'm talking about history and family stuff. Like, I'll talk about, you know, how do you hide a firearm when you got kids in the house? Or uh, what if your wife doesn't want you to have a gun? I, I have, like, a long conversation about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized nobody else was doing it. Um, they're all running to the range. And this is a new AR-15 with blah, blah, blah. And I was mad because I couldn't do that. But I'm talking about everything else. So I'm, I made a niche without knowing it. Yeah. Now, what, 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 now what made you decide to take uh, – because like, then you started a motorcycle radio uh, show, the podcast. Yeah. Now, was that like an offshoot of everything else you were doing, or was everything else spawned from that? No, that was an offshoot. I thought, what if, what if I could get like Honda or Harley or, because there's a whole bunch of dealerships around my area. If I could get one of those jokers to sponsor me, I could get a free bike or something. Like, <laughs> my show, you know, like in their, in, their, um, in their store or something, have like a, sta- a stadium, not stadium, but a studio in there. And I thought, man, let me pitch these guys. Yeah. Man, it's, the medium was too new. Too new. Um, well, yeah, you you, well, st- you started up, you started doing uh, motorcycle radio about what, it's about two years ago, right? Yeah, at least two years ago. And you know, it, it, t- and even two years ago, maybe maybe even two and a half years ago, there were not that many motorcycle podcasts out there. No, no, no there wasn't. You could go on um, iTunes and you see them all right there. Yeah, and now they're like cropping up like crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, there there is. I. Jeez, off the top of my head, I would have to say there's almost a dozen. And yeah, it was like five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And two of them were like dead. They didn't even like do anything with it anymore. Oh man! You know, there, yeah, there's there's a, a couple of them. Uh, some stuff like the Pace Podcast, for example, they've been yep, around. Pace is for, big. They've been around forever. In fact, yep, they yep. were they were like the inspiration for me to start. <laughs> you know, I heard them, the Wheel Nerds, and a couple other guys. Uh, and I talk about the, all these guys all the time, but. Uh, because I started listening to you because I was, I was I just started getting into podcasting and I'm like so I'm listening to Pace I'm going like these guys aren't Harley dudes so I want to hear Ooh. somebody start talking about Harleys and yeah. I came across you because like wow, he's a Harley rider yay so, <laughs> so and I started listening to your stuff and I was like then there's something like you went away yeah and I'm like where'd he go <laughs> So. Yeah, ADD. Can't keep, can't keep going. <laughs> now, now, did you end that intentionally? Yeah. You did? Because yeah. all, all the other things were going on. Yeah. I went to, um, what was funny, I did a video. I went to a Honda dealership. I was really close, man. Um, I, I test drove a Goldwing, and I made a, a YouTube video about, you know, Santa. I want this Goldwing for Christmas. <laughs> And I think they were actually considering it for like a hot second. <laughs> and they were like, for a whole, nah. Man, for a whole second, you almost had a goal. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to put like motorcycle radio stickers all over it and yeah. stuff. And I was going up to uh, Aspen. It was Aspen Cade. Yeah. Uh, well, now they call it Americade. Americade, that's it. That's yeah, yeah Americade, yeah. I was going to Americade with that bad boy. And I, I worked out a, a deal getting a, a speaking gig with Americade. And I thought, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm going to do this thing up. But Have you been to America? You've been to America. Yeah. No, you haven't? Oh, that, you got to go. You gotta, you're still riding, though. I know that. Yes, yeah, right? still riding. Of course. Because, you know, now I, I do notice that on your Blanchard Outdoors, that's where you feature all your motorcycle stuff. Yep, absolutely. And I see that you had that, you had a couple great articles. And I noticed that you were looking at a victory, and your wife kind of like liked that. 
That messed me up, dude. That messed me up. <laughs> I didn't want her to like that. I figured she was going to go, we ain't going to buy no more motorcycles. She jumps on this thing. It's like, oh, man, I like this bike. I'm thinking, who is this woman? Now, now was, that, was that the Victory Vision Tour? Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful bike. And we were at Arlen's, Arlen, um, what's that dude's name? Arlen. Arlen Ness. Arlen yeah, Arlen Ness's place in California. He was on vacation. Really? And I figured she just got caught up. <laughs> I don't know. She told because Arlen was sitting there doing an interview for like um, the, some 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 movie station, yeah. and uh, she saw him. She goes, "Oh, what a nice, cute little old dude!" And I thought he would die if he probably said that to him in the face. <laughs> He's just killing all his cool points right there. Call well, him a cute you, little. Old guy. What you got to do now? You got to take you get pictures of the Victory Vision and you get all kinds of posters and put them all around your office. You see, so. And then you just take those pictures, you put them all over the house. This way, like, and maybe inspire her to say, hey, maybe you should go get this. Oh, she she already did it. She told me yesterday, what'd she say? Um, are you going to sell your bike or are you just going to buy that other, that blue bike? And I thought, <laughs> you, do uh, you need I think I'm going to keep my Harley and I'll probably just get the other one. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, see, now, you see, I see, she, she wants you, it sounds like she wants you to get rid of your Harley. What, what, what kind of bike you got now? I'm going to got a 05 Electric Glide Standard. Wow. See, that's what my brother rides. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got yeah, a... I think, I think he's got, pristine. He's, he's got 2002. Yeah, he's oh, wow. 2002, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he likes it. It's, it's, it's a big bike, you know? <laughs> but, Man, then it got the bikes with all the digital stuff on the front of it. Oh, my God. Okay. Have you had a chance to ride one of the new ones? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. Actually. Oh, no? Oh, you got to no, like, try one of that. You got to take one of the, the new ones with the Milwaukee 8. You got to take that for a ride. Yeah, and then, you know, you'll change your mind. <laughs> okay. <that's cool. laughs> so, so now, have, so you, you're not so you're not doing any more of the motorcycle podcast stuff. But does that at all uh, want you to, <laughs> with all the motorcycle stuff going on? Do you have any desire to continue that, or are you just so busy with all the other stuff? Man, I don't even know. If, if I could um, find a way to make one of these podcasts make enough money to uh, to pay like job money, then I could like yeah. do probably three or four channels. Wow. I mean, you're, I'm, you're, I'm close. You're close. <laughs> now you're a, you're a, you're a reverend. You're you're actually a pastor now, right? Yep. All right. Now now do you do you have do you have a a a, a, a community that you that you preach to or or a, a church that you actually work in? Man, I got thrown out of my church. What? Because you're a biker? <laughs> yeah. No. Like <laughs> a biker and a gun guy. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it, it was um. That ain't right. It's back, it back. I know, right? It was back in 2013. I actually resigned, but they didn't. They didn't weep for it when I left. They were like, "All right, deuces." I used to ride to the to church, and they would go crazy. They would say, "Oh man, oh how it looks for a pastor to be riding the Harley." And I thought, "You guys I, are just so wrong for me." I just think that's cool. I, I'm in the wrong place. Wow. Uh, we had when it, when there was um, uh, this church is in, in Northeast Washington D.C. When we had the um, Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of friends come by, and I was going to have like a, a barbecue in the church and have it like a church service and just just for the bikers. And uh, my 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 deacons just poo pooed that whole idea. So I thought, yeah, I won't be here much longer. Yeah. And then the gun thing didn't help either. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, it I'm in service, <laughs> and um, I'm preaching up a storm. Yeah. Traditional Baptist church, and then we'd get like an international crew or film crew would come in the back, and they would go, oh. We coming to see your pastor, and and um, my deacon would stand up and beat his chest. He'd be all proud. Yeah, yeah, we were really proud of our pastor. How do you know him? And they would go, "Oh, he is a black man with gun." Just kind of go. Ooh. I thought, yeah, I won't be here much longer. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not good, right? <laughs> I was like, you guys would throw out Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. So now, as a pastor, do you find that the uh, motorcycle community is, is is a little more connected with spirituality than other groups are? Oh, absolutely. Um, same with hunters. When we go out for a ride and we're watching the tree, the trees change colors or the wind blow or we're watching the sky and the clouds, man, we're in the Zen thing. We're watching stuff that you can't watch in a car. And you're having a spiritual moment right there. And I, for many times before my sermon, um, I would go and ride and preach that thing in my helmet, basically. Um, and sometimes I had to pull over because I got so emotional. My best sermon is, man, on the back of a bike and, and nobody even heard it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I think, because I know a lot of motorcyclists probably feel the same way, and they'll say things like, yeah, you know, it's their passion, you know, and they'll, yeah. that, that's how they connect. It's some I've, I've heard some people say, you know, it's their riding is their religion. Uh, yeah. Do, do, you, do, you feel, do you feel that's the same thing? Yeah, it's, it's like you, you get out of yourself, you're, you're flying almost, and you're in touch with stuff that you're not paying attention to. You're no longer stuck to a television screen or... Well, we got our phones now hooked to our helmets, but for the most part, you can disconnect almost except for the sound of your bike oh, yeah. um, and, the, and the wind, and that just soothes, man. It just takes some stress right out. Yeah, well, yeah. And have you have you done any bike blessings? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to, um, the last one I did was in, in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, which um, was pretty cool. It was a rowdy group. They didn't know how to take me. They thought... Um, I was just going to ask you, what kind of response do you get to something like that? They don't, I mean, the guy who invited me, he, he knew I was a Baptist preacher, so he's like... Yeah, man, we'll be fine. But everybody around him who didn't know me, they were like, dude, that, you got like a preacher in here. We're drinking and talking stuff and cussing. And I'm like, y'all, forget about it. I was I was a Marine before I was a preacher. I mean, I'm, I'd be hanging out with John the Baptist if I was back in the biblical times. I'm, I'd be out in the, in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Outdoors are a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, is, now, let's, say, let's take some of these movies that have been out, and, and I want to see if it kind of cross correlation we have here like uh, have you seen the movie why we ride yes okay and you got long way down and long way around mm-hmm. and then there was that 21 days under the sun i don't know if you saw that and then there's uh, any given sunday yes okay so that right now all these depict a, a man or a woman in some way expressing their passion for riding okay now do you think that this passion or love of the ride and the motorcycle is one that needs to be understood by the rest of the non-riding world they won't get it. No, they no, they won't get it. You can't even give it to them. It's, it's kind of like fishing. Either you like to fish or you don't. Um, you can't. You can't. Folks who don't ride don't understand. They just think it's about noise and traffic and getting away from stuff. But it's it's more than that. It's it's a heart thing. You can bring your blood pressure down on a good ride. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you know a lot. Of, like I said earlier, a lot of riders consider their bikes to, like as a time to re- to reflect and it provoke yep. some deep thought. You know, in that mm-hmm. respect, has riding ever inspired your sermons? Oh, all the time. Oh, really? The, ba- the bad time, the bad part is I can't ever remember it. Oh, yeah. so I'm having like the best sermon in my helmet. <laughs> I'm shouting, I'm tears are flowing. I'm like, man, this is gonna be great tomorrow. And then Sunday is like, wah wah. <laughs> you had nothing. Did you ever consider doing something sort of like a you know, headset recording thing so you could get it or pull over. Yeah, I probably, no. probably should do it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, 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 how disappointing must that have been for you? It you is. Get up Because I knew how great it was, like, the day before. It's like, man. <laughs> and I've said it, too, right from the pulpit. I'll be like, I'll finish the, my word. I go, this was, like, five times better yesterday in my helmet. And you're like, huh? <laughs> and, 
and yeah, again, it's one of those things where, it, what, to the back to the question that I asked you earlier, is like it's not like you can translate that emotion to somebody no. who doesn't ride. They don't understand. You know? No. <laughs> you know, I, I remember uh, seeing a lightning bolt hit a tree while I was riding. Oh, really? And I was like in awe of it all, and I was like. Wow, that was the prettiest thing I ever saw. And I saw the flames and the smoke, and I thought, I'd never see this again if I was, you know, just sitting somewhere. But no, you, that, that, that kind of stuff just makes you, you remember that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, because a lot of people get out there. I know for myself when I get out there and ride, yeah, you're paying attention to where you're going because, well, you have to. You know, unlike in a car, you can really daydream in a car, but you really start to see the world around you. And that, again, that can hit you deep inside. Yeah, one time I went to uh, a Johnny Johnny who was his name? It was a BB King and Johnny Winter concert. Oh, and, and uh, I had a big torn bike back then, a Cavalcade Suzuki, and it was like the gold wing of Suzukis. And I remember riding and then forgetting that I was going to basically a biker hangout. <laughs> yeah. So I turned this corner and it was like acres and acres of Harleys, and I thought. Man, my bike's not going to be here when I get back. They're going to push the thing right off the cliff that I'm getting ready to park on. <laughs> and this uh, biker pulls in right next to me, and he goes, Hey, dude, you here to see Johnny Winter? And I said, Yeah. They go, Ain't nobody going to mess with you, man. And I thought, Is it, like, that obvious on my head? Can you, like, read my thoughts? <laughs> so I said, All right, I'm going to trust you. And I put the kickstand down, and we went in the, into the park. Yeah. And the camaraderie of just us oh. bikers that, that like blues. I that mean, is cool, man. It's the one thing you never have to worry about. If you're in the company of other bikers, it could, whether it be 10 or 5,000, you never have to worry about your ride. Never. You can leave your helmet and your gloves on your bike, and you never yeah. have to worry about it. It's yeah, like some when other you, punk it, steal your stuff. Yeah, it's, a it, it, right. It's when you go to the shopping center to pick something up. That's where you yeah. got to worry, right? True. You know. Now, hey, look in uh, in Blanchard Outdoors. You uh, uh-huh. wrote of the Air Above or the Himalayan motorcycle adventure movie, which I have not seen. And that's coming. That's coming out. This, is it this month or is it next month? That's coming out. I think it's in December. It's in December. Okay. All right. Now, do stories like that, do what they're doing, because there's a motorcycle ride through the Himalayas. Now, does that inspire you to seek out what it is about the human spirit of adventure and its relationship with the motorcycle? Because it seems like the motorcycle, you know, a regular adventure like this on foot or, or hiking like this is just, eh, they're hiking. Okay. But when you involve a motorcycle, it kind of changes the dynamic and it, it takes on a different meaning. Yeah, I, I found these guys by just on motorcycle radio, just searching the web, trying to find interest in content, and ran upon Moto Discovery. Um, and I was going to try to go to this trip with Cuba that they had. Ooh. And uh, this was before, you know, recently when Cuba's cool, cool again. But this this group managed to get um, visas to go to ride Cuba in the backcountry. Yeah. And they were going to actually teach you how to ride these enduro bikes. And uh, I thought, well, my wife won't go to this one. But it's okay, because I'll be with some guys, and we're going to, like, ride through the jungle. I mean, how cool is that? Now, this this, this Himalayan thing, that's a whole nother level. I can see the altitude issues and the cold yeah. weather gear you have to wear and, and just seeing stuff that nobody has ever seen before. Right. Oh, my God. I, the Cuba thing I would love to do, because when I was in the Navy, I was actually stationed in Guantanamo, and that was back in the late, oh, that was, that was back in the late 70s. <laughs> I got a chance to go to uh, the other side. I was in, uh, damn, my brain just died. Uh, what's the capital? But, uh, Havana? Havana, yeah. I've been to Havana twice. Have you really? Yeah. Wow. Lucky you. And I, what, how long ago did you do that? Um, that was like in the early 90s. No kidding. Uh, I was uh, I was a spy back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that spy. was a different story. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you get to ride while you were there? No. Uh, uh, they still got some a lot of old Harleys there. <laughs> everything's old. Nothing, yeah, they yeah just, there's nothing new there. <laughs> no, they just, they just fix and repair daily. It, it, was, uh, it was an amazing place with great food. Wow. Now, now that it's open, you gonna go? You want to go back? I had told everybody that one day I'm going to come back there and start up a Home Depot franchise <laughs> and just sell nails and hammer on the beach. Y'all, y'all going to be building like crazy, and I'm going to have a piece of it. Teach those people but, actually how to build something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, I remember when I was, uh, I was stationed in Guantanamo, and there's, there was a couple old Cubans that were uh, actually permitted to live on the base, and like, they had access to everything, but their houses were falling down still. I don't know. I don't get it, but... Um, now, yeah, there, now there seems I want to get talking. This is probably a, a real touchy subject for a lot of people, but the Second Amendment. There seems to be this connection between the Second Amendment and the motorcycle community. Now, is that by accident or is that just public perception? No, it's, it's real, and the reason for it is it's about freedom. Okay, Explain. it's not really about the guns. Yeah, uh, the motorcycle people really understand freedom, and the Second Amendment folks. That's the real deal behind all the gun stuff. It's freedom. Oh yeah, wow. I mean, because I mean, because I, I know. For, well, speaking for myself, I don't carry, uh, and, and I'm, I know it because the the state laws are different everywhere with regard to yeah. the concealed yeah. carry thing. Um, I think that, uh, granted, there probably are some people who are riding around who are carrying concealed and maybe not might be legal, but <laughs> you know, in that in that respect. But there are probably people who who do carry. That, and does that is that a lot? Are there a lot of people doing that? No, no. I um, mostly in the Midwest. I actually did an article, I think, um, about concealed carry and motorcycle riding. Yeah. But um, I actually, that's what kept me out of um, Americade. I was going to be a speaker talking about gun rights and motorcycles, and they thought that was a little bit too controversial for some of the folks up there. Yeah. They didn't want. They didn't want to get. Um, they didn't want to offend anybody. Wow. So I said, yeah, so we heard you're a great speaker. Can you come up with something else? And I was on my high horse at the time. I was like, nah, I ain't talking about nothing else. So I didn't go. (laughs) That didn't go well, did it? (laughs) No. Uh. (laughs) But it's okay. Because it wasn't wasn't a paying gig either. Well, yeah. I've been to America twice. Um, I I, I know uh, twice isn't a lot. I mean, Christian... um, yeah, Kristen Dutcher. I, I had a conversation. I, I, I actually have had him on the show here uh, not too long ago, and uh, he's a good guy. Man. He's a great guy. You know, uh, I, I, I had a chance to meet him when we were up there. I met up with um, uh, Alonzo Bowden as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny guy. And <laughs> but uh, now, so, now, with, now with regard to the the Second Amendment stuff, now when you, I mean, you don't have to say anything, but you know. The people that you've ridden with and yourself, did, did you did they carry as well when they rode? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah really. For the, most, for, the, for the most part, when I when I ride with people, they're usually cops. Oh, really? Okay. So they they're, they're spoiled. They're, they're all armed, <laughs> oh, and wow. uh, and I was like the only one who's not because wow. I live in the unfree state of Maryland. <laughs> well, I live in the unfree state of New Jersey, <laughs> so it's even. Cheers! I know. Right? <laughs> I salute you. Uh, but it's okay, and. uh there's 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 people, yeah. just not us wow. that uh, they, they carry. Because I, I, you know, I'm sure there a lot of people equate the you know the guns with the one percenters, you know, and that's and I and maybe that that it kind of like sheds a negative light on the whole motorcycle community. They think that yeah. you know, and, yeah. and maybe that's why when you see like a, a bunch of guys, maybe ten to fifteen guys. I was at a group uh, last weekend. Uh, we had twenty seven guys on the ride. 
and this was called the polar bear group and we were out it was like 37 degrees when we left but you know i'm sure when you see a large some people when they see a large group like that they probably automatically think uh well there's a lot of guns probably in that bunch you know and, you know, and again that's public perception not, I no, it's really a lot of doctors and professional people in that group. <laughs> probably. Truth be told. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so listen, do you have any, because uh, any, you're still riding, right? Because I know you had briefly yeah. talked about selling your bike. Yeah, and I couldn't sell it for nothing. I mean, I was well, that's, I see think what that is. giving it away. It's like a sign. No, nah, it's it's like, it is a sign. See, the good Lord I, is I telling you. I put it that. everywhere. I put that thing on the newspaper, Craigslist. <laughs> I took it to dealerships, and like nobody see? wanted to just know to buy it. I thought. There's nothing wrong with this bike. It's no. like brand new. It's the good Lord telling you no. Yeah. You got to hang pretty out much. To, you got to hang on to it and you got to keep riding. That's just it. There's always time to ride. Remember that. You know. You got any plans for any big rides coming up in the future? I think I want to do the uh, Americade actually in the spring. I tell you what. Huh? You know, uh, uh, if you've never been, again, two, two things. Two things to consider for me. Uh, what we, personally getting there. First of all, right. Are you going to ride there or are you going to trailer it? That's the one thing you got to consider. And also consider third would be: Is your wife going to go with you? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll probably take her with me. Okay, so now that now comes down to: Are you going to ride or are you going to trailer it? Mm. Mm. I probably, probably ride yeah. and have her follow me. Oh, they, <laughs> there you go. That's see now that's a smart man right there. I'll tell you why because if, the first clue about America you should know that it will rain at some point, whether mm. the whole week or just a few days, but it will rain. You know, <laughs> and, you know, because the first time my brothers and I went, it rained the entire trip up. Oh wow! And, and the entire next day. <laughs> but then it was nice from that point on. So yeah, what, what yeah, stuff? yeah. Oh my God! I tell you what, it, it, you'll have a great, great time. I guess for you, you would go right up. Uh, oh, you're in Maryland. I, I guess you'd take 95 up, or would you go 81? 95 to like 87. Oh yeah, 95. That's pretty much where we would go too. That's where we head up. But that'd be great because you know we're Stop uh, in laws for a while, and then that cut the trip in half right there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. it's a great time. A lot of great rides to go on, and the expo is fantastic. And eh, I'm sure if you talk to Christian, maybe you can get you in to do some kind of talking somewhere. Yeah, and then I got myself together. Not so prideful. <laughs> <laughs> so Grateful, what can we, brother? So what can we expect from you uh, from Ken Blanchard in the weeks and months to come? Well, you can go to Black Man with a Gun. That's where I'm putting all my focus right now. Okay, um, and uh, I'm actually. I got a couple of guys working with me, and I'm working with a marketing company, and I'm going to step this thing up. I might even try a, a little television show if oh. I can get the funding for it. Oh, there you go. And are you going to you continue with High Capacity Magazine, uh, KenBlanchard.com, Blanchard Outdoors, and Blanchard Media? Those things are all going, or are they just kind of like just on the side and Black Man with a Gun is your whole thing? I'm going to let the, I'm going to let the Black Man with a Gun kind of absorb Blanchard Outdoors, and uh, Ken Blanchard will probably remain, and I'll, I'll preach from there. Okay. And instead of doing encouragement, um, a lot of people need some positivity. Absolutely. I try, to, I try to be that guy, okay. not too preachy, um, just helpful. And I'm, I've managed to do that. And uh, that's undervalued. Sometimes I forget how important it is just to connect with somebody. Now, do you do, now, do, you do those things with the you know, Black Man with a Gun site, or is that all through uh, KenBlanchard.com? It's all through Blanchard Media. It's all through Blanchard that's, Media. Okay. That's like my little my little company. Um, if, I, if I, what I'm trying to do now also is help other people get their podcast started. Yeah, I did see that on your site. You, you have a lot of things going on with uh, with, with podcasting and with uh, websites and stuff like that. Yeah, if somebody wants to, to kind of get a, a, head, a heads up, you know, yeah. don't have to waste up, make, make all the same mistakes that I made. <laughs> we, we all make mistakes because we know there's so much money in podcasting, right, Ken? I know, right? So tell everybody how we can check you out, what you're doing, where everybody can see you and hear you and listen to you. Because I got a personality disorder and I have so many Twitter accounts and so many email addresses, 
<laughs> the main site is blackmanwithagun.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at blackmanwithgun. Um, if you just Google Black Man with a Gun, it's a trademark name now. Oh, really? And you, okay. You'll find me, the pastor of Patriots, Pistoleros, and Paladins. Oh, there you go. Nice. You have Thanksgiving coming. You have you have anything special planned for Thanksgiving? Actually, no. I am. Um, I'm working today and tomorrow. I'm off Thanksgiving right. and Friday, and then back to work again. Um, but the family went to uh, in-laws up in New York without me, so uh, they, they left me dinner. Yeah, my daughter is an excellent cook, but she cranked out a whole meal. Oh wow! And my refrigerator is full. Wow! So me and my, me and my son is just going to gorge ourselves and <laughs> just sit around and pat our stomachs and burp and do man stuff until <laughs> the, the girls come back. And you're going to take the Harley out, right? If it doesn't rain on me or snow. Oh I, no! I took it out yesterday. Oh, you did take actually. it out. All right, how far did you go? Around the block. Oh come on! To, uh, you got to do better than that. Thing charged up and the, the tires on on the keel. Keep it running. I'll tell you just what you do. This is what you do. We'll make a plan and we'll get together. We'll meet somewhere. And we'll go ride together. All right, we'll do that. Hey. We're not that far apart, really. We can do like the Delaware Bridge, that um, Mike's thing. Oh yeah, there's that there's that Harley dealer right there across the bridge, right? My thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. We can do that. We'll meet up there and we'll do a ride. I'm sure there's some good riding we can do. I mean, for me, I mean, I'm always up for a ride. We'll do something. That'd be really cool, man. That'd be really cool. I tell you what. Uh, now, I, well, as a preacher, you consider yourself a preacher or just a pastor or a reverend? What? What? How, how do you? Produce? Um. I'm not hung up on a title. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm good. As long as you don't call me late for dinner, I'm all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, I would think that because, yeah, as a, as a reverend or a preacher, that you would have a lot of things going on uh, over the over the holiday week. No. Oh, okay. No. This is yeah, you and the you and the kid and some some dinner, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll be on the internet like crazy. I found out that I can I can minister, and I have. I created a, a um. An internet motorcycle club called the Forgiven Christian Writers. See, my, no, you should have told me about that. That's cool. My, ori- my original thing was I wanted to start my own club, um, and all of a sudden, my club took off. I got chapters in South Africa. <laughs> really? I got chapters in North Carolina, and I have nobody in my neighborhood. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> the, the club is huge, and I still ride by myself. I, all I got is all I got is a patch. <laughs> really? I, I, you know what? While I'm talking to you, I'm going to look it up. Do you have a website for that? No, I gave I gave it all to um my North Carolina guy. But it, it might if you look up Forgiven Christian Writers, it probably shouldn't. Something should pop up. I really? Talked to him in a long time. All right, hold on. I'm going to look it up. Forgiven <laughs> Christian uh, Christian Writers. Okay. I, I see, wow, look at that. There it is. How about that? Now, do you know how many members are in there? No, I, I've lost I've lost touch with them. I, I was like. I started it, figured out. All right, that's, that was all I was supposed to go. Just do that part and let it go. So um, now, do you, do you get any, do you get I, any credit for kicking us off? No, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, not no whatsoever. Right? Yeah. Thanks, Ken. See ya. <laughs> that was the end of it, right? Oh wow. Yeah. Well, have a good for you. That's awesome. Wow. So listen, after departing, before we sign off, can you give us a biker blessing for all of our listeners? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Eternal God, our Father, we come before you, despite time and space, to say thank you. We ask a special blessing for each listener to this show. Bless them as they ride. There was a song, Lord God, that Lionel Richie uh, wrote and sang that says, Don't let them fall by the side of the road. It is my prayer, Lord God, that you protect us as we ride, that you keep us as only you can keep us. Thank you, Lord God, for this time. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Ken. That's, that was beautiful. Really beautiful. 
Thank you very much. And thank you for joining me here on the Motorcycle Man Podcast. You are yeah, always, you're absolutely always welcome. And again, let's, let's get together and let's ride, all right? You got it, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ken Blanchard joining me here on the Motorcycle Man Podcast. Thank you very much, Ken. All right, man. All right. Please consider subscribing to the podcast via Patreon. There's a link to our Patreon page on our homepage of the website. With your support, we can improve the podcast and add more content that only you, our subscribers, will have access to. That includes more audio, video, and live streaming of the show. For more information about the Motorcycle Men, visit our website at MotorcycleMen.us. There you can join our mailing list or leave a comment and maybe give us some feedback. You know we always welcome your thoughts. If you'd like to email the Motorcycle Men directly, email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Please visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash motorcyclemenpodcast. Our Twitter page is twitter.com slash motorcyclemen. You can also now hear all of our episodes on YouTube. Just search for Motorcycle Men Podcast. And if you'd like to talk to us and tell us about your ride or just give us some comments, you can do that via Skype. Our Skype name is Moto Men PC. And if you find yourself doing nothing on a Tuesday night between 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check in with us and we'll make you part of the show. And if you're a good guest, we might just send you some stuff. <laughs>